Welcome, creatures of all shapes and sizes, to Banged Up with Bruce Oldham, aka The Kid. This is an action sports podcast, the likes of which the world may never have seen before and may never see again. I hope you guys enjoy. Alright, three, two, one, and we are live. Cheers, Pat. Good to see you. Uh, podcast Pat has now entered the podcast studio for real. Um, today's podcast, I mean, I personally, it, it's on me. I uh, I have a bunch of sick guests lined up, and I wasn't able to schedule them with my work and their work in time for this week's podcast. So this week's podcast is Podcast Pat and myself answering your questions that I asked for on Instagram and hanging out. Pat, would you like to say hey to the podcast? Because this is the first time in studio you've been here, and you're drinking a Red Bull. Excellent. Late night rubble for the kids. <coughs> How's it going? Clear your throat. Let them know. Show them the ASMR and the new mic. Some people aren't used to the new mic yet. It's too far away still. Hello. Welcome to Banged Up with Bruce Oldham. They like that. I don't know about that. They like that. Sure. We got to figure out how to sit comfortably with two people on the podcast. That's why here. I built up my is... little cushion so I can extend my broken knees out. But like... Eventually, I want to have guests like sitting in person with me. So, like, do you think this is gonna work? Or we no, gonna you're gonna need a new setup. You we're gonna need, to need do chairs. What Joe yeah. Rogan does, and you're gonna need use that table or a table like that and go opposite to each other. Opposite to each other. So you talk, you look at each other when you're talking about stuff because that's that's polite. But well, we can to... look like this, and then but then we're not looking at. But I mean, I could do now. this. Yeah, but then you're kind of out of the shot. Plus, oh, so... this weird section of nothing. Yeah, I don't like that. Come back here. We've had a we've had a meltdown of the camera, so now we are filming the vlogs and the podcast on the iPhone. Although the audio for everything that I record audio on is now done on the mic, so it sounds good. But let's get into some questions, Pat, and then we'll talk about some of the other stuff we got going on later, I guess, because the two of us are here, so we might as well talk about the ASC. What does that stand for, Pat? <laughs> what is <laughs> Pat's Pat's come up with a very creative alternative for our uh, our action sports community that we've created, but we will not mention the, that uh, backup name on the podcast because we will definitely get banned. Anyways, um, first question comes from Bart. Oh, Bart sent in like three questions. Oh, so, Bart. Can you pronounce his name? <clears throat> BK. We're gonna call him BK. Big BK. Big Big BK. This is a question for Pat right off the bat. Dealing with injuries and getting back into skiing after an injury. You should be an expert in this. So what do you gotta tell Big Big BK? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a big mental game for sure with that one. It depends how serious the injury is and how uninvolved you end up having to get. Also depends on what level of skiing you're at as well and what your future goals are i mean no matter which way that or which one of those you categories you fall into it's it's a huge mental game you gotta you gotta start the rehab early you gotta get the problem fixed so whether it's a broken wrist you're wearing a cast or your surgery on your knee or your thumb or your shoulder after that just remember why you're rehabbing um sometimes you need a break though when i uh first did my knees and had to have the surgery i like didn't go on social media i just stopped talking to people for a while which kind of sucked but definitely helped me kind of in the in the long run because it it really reminded me why missing it so much was definitely a huge factor in in keeping me going if, if you know what i mean uh, that would be my uh that would be my two cents on the issue 
I think you're probably onto something. I like having hosts, and I can just dip and do my own things during a podcast. It's kind of nice. And I got somebody to chat to instead of chatting to myself or online. Cheers. Um, yeah, so dealing with injuries, getting back to skiing, as Pat said, Pat's pretty much an expert on this stuff because, what, three knees, two heels, a couple other things. Two thumbs, two couple, shoulders. Yeah, but thumbs, thumbs are disposable anyways. Shoulders really, my shoulder one sucked because I tore my super Those don't heal back well. No, and I was Not in New all. Zealand and I had to miss. It's, it's hard when you're on a trip with people. COVID-friendly podcast. It's hard when you're on a trip with everybody and you don't want to miss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're flavor testing the rebels here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely, definitely a good one. I would say the biggest thing is just rehab and stay consistent. Remember why you're doing this. If if you get hurt, and like substantially enough where you can't (laughs) ski and you're not sure that it's worth it, I mean, you got to be sure it's worth it because you're going back to potentially do the same thing. Yeah, you could potentially hurt yourself again, so you got to make sure you have the motivation and the drive to make sure you recover properly. Mm-hmm. All right, Big BK, we're going to bang out your other two questions quickly and move on to the rest. What do you do if you're stuck in a new axis and you cannot get it right? Back to tramp, question mark. This is a good question, actually. If you're stuck in a new axis and you can't get it right, especially on um, snow, I would say back to tramp is probably the best step you can make. But you also need to take a break from that if you are stuck. Like, if it's midwinter and you don't have access to a tramp and you're stuck in the axis, I would say do some video review, talk to some people, maybe ask if you're not getting coached, maybe ask somebody who knows what they're doing, if they can fit, help fix your set or what you're trying to do, try to do it that way. If it's winter and you can go to your local gymnastics place, get some advice for some people, ask like either me or podcast, Pat will help you out. But uh, if you send us a video, yeah, like just we'll give you some tips on like the proper set and just really focus on like visualizing it and practicing it that way, I think visualizing it in your head for sure is is huge but if you do have the chance to get on a tramp progressions 100 percent. and even if you're not doing (laughs) even if you're learning a new trick and you haven't got stuck put the hours in on the progressions it'll be more than worth it in the long run yeah the progressions are huge especially on tramp all right big bk with the next question thoughts on indoor skiing future of skiing global (laughs) warming and dome skiing i um I've never really been attracted to it. It looks like the worst of the East Coast snow conditions in one spot. But it looks fun. It looks like I you mean, get really good at rails. And if you yeah. could get a big enough dome... There is some where of you them could, have jumps. Some yeah, of them like I mean, decent jumps, then you could You are skiing, fun. so it could be worse. But Well, it's as, better than not skiing. That's what I mean. You're skiing, so you, it could always be worse because you could not be skiing. But if I could be skiing outside, I'd be skiing outside. I think indoor skiing is cool. I think it's cool because the temperatures are nice. They're to what it is. It's not brutal. You don't have to worry about weather conditions. If it's a good day or a bad day, it's always the same kind of day. Although I think it does take away a little bit of the element of skiing and what it is. And obviously you can't build as big of features. Yeah. Uh, global warming, I think our ski hills are going to be safe for a while, probably our generation. Snow, snow making is coming a long way to kind of help with yeah. that. But yeah, we do got to be aware of that and do what we can to keep things going so that we can all enjoy our winters. We are environmentally friendly here at ASC and... Uh, Banged up with Bruce Oldham. All right, next. On to the next question from God 30 How do you prepare for the season? Any routines? Keep the knees and legs tight. Pat's got a lot of tight things on his body, so he'll tell you this one. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, well. How do you prepare uh, for the season? We, we don't really have it. We don't. You don't. I don't really do it anymore. I have a routine. But yeah, but what I was going to say was you don't really have an off-season, so to speak. You're not out of the sport you're always mentally still doing it 
you're trampolining, you're slacklining, you're hitting the backyard rail, you're in to maximize, you're going to Whistler or Sasfe or wherever for an off season. Then you're starting early season in the UConn. So there is an off season, I suppose, obviously, with, you know, the summer being. But at. yeah, it depends what level you're at. Because, I mean, you could hit a level where you ski right up till April. Yeah. You ramp May and beginning of June, end of June, you're in West through the end of July, and then August and September, and a bit of October. Not even a bit of October. August, September, you're in Southern Hemisphere, New Zealand, Australia. Then you're in Sasfe. Yeah. And then well, Megan, again. Megan, for instance, like if it wasn't COVID this year, she would have been skiing like almost all year round. She might, might have had like two weeks, three weeks off max the entire year. And that's about it. But if you're not in the situation where you're doing that and you're not at that level yet, then, which I don't know, I don't think you are. Uh, I would say to prepare for the season is trampolining and um, slacklining, backyard rail, whatever you can do. Backyard rail, going to work out, goal setting, uh, stretching. You said for knees and legs tight. Um, I don't know about keeping your muscles tight. I think you want to stretch as much as possible. Keep it loose. But um, you definitely want to build up the stability and stuff. There's a lot of good exercises online for uh, knee stability and stuff like that. That's definitely important. I would look into that. Keep um, keep your head in the game. Set your goals. Know what you're working for. Yeah, just remind yourself why you're doing it. Follow follow your progress. So if you want to be doing, if you want to do cork sevens this year on snow, work backwards. So you got to have them on trampoline, which means you got to do your progressions right. Learn how the hips up work, how your spots work, everything like that. Get the consistency up on the trampoline. And to get there, you got to be at the gym. You got to be working out. You got to have a strong core, back, legs, everything. So, you know, neck in particular as well. So, Podcast Pat's suggestion: Stay strong. Go. Stay strong. If you're strong, you're less prone to injuries. All Obviously, right. there's exceptions, but Luca Zach, 14 Zach. When did you do your first double, and which was it? Okay, so I was a little late bloomer on the skis. My first double was technically a dub back, which is, I mean, pretty classic one. Um, but right after dub, did I do dub back first? Yeah, I did dub back first. Right after dub back, I did uh, switch dub. That was my first like actual off-axis dub. Um, I didn't start park skiing until I was like 16. When I was 16, I could do like a 360 on the small jump and then really got into it seriously uh, from then on. And I think I did it two years. I think I did my first double two years after I started park skiing. But I have been skiing like most of my life. Um, yeah, I would, I would say it's a switch dub. And it was... Other than the dub back, the dub back was sketchy. I did. I've done one on snow in my life, and that was the only one I've done. And then switched up. I did after that on a really small jump, and then moved on from that. Next question from the same guy, Luca. How did you get a sponsor? Did they contact you, or did you contact them? Pat, how do you get a sponsor? I think we did these questions wrong. Well, I'm going through like top to bottom. Here. Yeah, I should have answered the double one. You should answer this one. Oh yes, what was your I mean, first double? Tell them about your first double. You can see it on Instagram if you want to. It is on. If my you guys Instagram. are watching the video version, we'll post a picture of Pe- uh, Pat's first double. Peppermint Patty is how we. Peppermint Patty. Peppermint um, Patty's first. Double I built a jump on the side of a road and did a double backflip. This is 2013, so it's seven years ago. It's a long time ago, but I didn't put skis on until I was in grade nine. And then I skied at Calabogie. I'll fade this into the sponsorship one. I skied at Calabogie in grade 10. And then, uh, yeah, I got on the NCR, then OPP, OPPA, whatever the lineup was. But my old coach was a rep for Armada Skis, which kind of helped me with that because they cover a lot. Like You can get all your outerwear skis. I think they're even doing bindings now, poles. 
uh, in terms of other than that, I had Spy Optics, so I contacted them. Swanee Gloves was a sponsorship we got through the team. Yeah, you're 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 like. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I've been we like both, doing this heavily, so I'm trying yeah. to think back. But we are Bruce both would be more relevant rumors. for this one. Yeah, I had a like two or three of the people I've had in the podcast already did their first doubles when they were like 11 or 12. Yeah, no, I'm we like, were oh way late. Like I didn't even know what skiing was until then. But, Sports the, when we were. When we were that age, though, the sport was not really on the map. Like the, we've kind of been right at in a this, different area, in a different, a different era. Like yeah, but like it wasn't common knowledge. Like now, if you say freestyle skiing, everyone will know what you're talking about. In 2012 and 2010, not really everybody would know that freestyle. But if you talked about freestyle skiing, like in that way, and you looked at all the people that were freestyle skiing back when we started, no one was freestyle skiing at a really young age. It no. was all the older, older yeah. like high school kids and stuff like that. Um, and as for sponsorships, um, my sponsorships, I've had no sponsors come to me ever except for K2 Skis. They came to me last year. Um, everything else, I've written up uh, sponsorship resumes. It takes, I've contact yeah. people. It takes a lot of connections, a lot of reaching out to people. You have to you have to be able to provide something for the company. Don't just be like, hey, I want something. You have You're to, marketing yourself. You have yes. to prove that you are worth their sacrifice. And for you to get to a point where... They're reaching out to you. That's a long, long part down the road. Yeah, and for sponsors, uh, especially nowadays, competition results don't really matter to them. If you have a contest result and you are first place at a Canadian Open Tour, for instance, or a local Rail Jam, nobody cares. Unfortunately, it's hard to say, but yeah, you've no, got to have the don't. social media. You've got yeah. to have the reputation or the connections to everything. It has so, to be worth their time. So for me, what I did this year is I made. I went really out of my way. I spent probably a week making this really nice PDF and uh, Photoshop and on Canva, which is like an app or whatever. And I put all my analytics for everything I'm doing, all my comp results, all my videos, everything like that. And I've been sending that out to sponsors this year, and I've had really good feedback. I think every sponsor I've sent it to, I've got sponsor. Uh, I've picked up this year, so that's something that I think I probably. Uh, I'll probably give access to you guys maybe next year. I'll make it something that you guys can like. Patreon. Yeah, maybe for Patreon members or maybe something you guys can get for like 10 bucks or something you can just get for 10 bucks as a template and you guys can throw all your own own information in there. You got to make But you have to make it professional. And yeah, you have to show market that you put the work in. Well, you also have to like ask the question, what do you bring to their company? Because they're not in the uh most most of these businesses aren't in the market of giving away free stuff. They need to have a return on their investment. Yeah, and at you least know, down the line if you can like show them even where you're projecting to go or if you yeah. have social media stuff that you're projecting or projects you're doing all that stuff's important you got to stand out mm-hmm. you got to put the work in and make it pop if you're just sending a couple pictures contest links a video and an email yeah like and it's, it, you, you might you might stand out but it's, you got to really be special in that sense and, and i was i was totally the kid that when i was young yeah, i was throwing, ever, all of sending pictures it. of like our videos of me doing 360s asking to get yeah, sponsored you did it too I and mean, i mean it, it you, you can't take it personally I mean, no, they're not going to sponsor but, you, no. but you might get a pro deal if you do some decent like little stuff. But yeah, I would say uh, just really make sure you make a professional professional impression. Uh, what is your main goal in your skiing career? I'll let Pat answer this first. Me and by Dylan Paradu. Mine's okay. changed a lot. I've shifted gears heavily. When I was competing, it was just to be the best. I had other specific goals, like tricks I wanted to do before anybody else or whatever. But after getting hurt, um, 
it really changes your perspective. I was super competitive and was there to win after having the injuries and the rehab. Now I just want to have fun. I just want to be outside. I don't ski as much park. I do more just normal skiing mm-hmm. or backcountry. I'll go to the park. I don't hit rails. I'll do a couple jumps or whatever, back four. But, yeah, it's just to be out there, watch everybody enjoying themselves, happy to be just still a part of the community and seeing everybody get stoked. My main goal for skiing is coming to – I'm going to take over the world, whether it's skiing, featherweight champ, a little ASC action. That, but, no, in all seriousness, though, I do want to compete at the highest highest possible level. If I you're mean, not – that's not your goal, then you shouldn't be spending the money, time, and effort to do it. To be on the competition circuit. If, yeah. if you're not going to take it seriously, it's at the point where you if you're not to, putting yeah. everything into it or almost everything into it, you're not going to make it No, it's got to be everything. There's no yeah. almost everything. You are, if you want – to do good, you gotta be hundred percent committed. But like, if you want to just have fun and ski at home and have fun and hang out with friends and make videos, that's totally fine too. Set your own personal goals. If you yeah. just want to do certain tricks, you want to make an edit that's done, you know, then that's a little different. But yeah, I mean, then just you know, get on the trampoline, get a little shape so you don't get hurt easily, and good yeah. to go. But for me, no, I definitely want to come over, take some, uh, take some dubs, compete at the highest level, and then uh, bounce and go kick some ass in MMA after that. Once I'm done with that, what's your mentality like in grade 12 about your future, what your future holds with skiing? All right, so this is, uh, this question is from Annabelle Yacht. Looks kind of cute. Don't go tell Katrina, but anyways, Annabelle Yacht, your question is, what was your mentality in grade 12 like about your future goals with for you, for grade, you with grade, skiing? Grade 12 was a great year, big year for me because that was my first year on the provincial team. Yeah. Grade 12 for me, I wasn't on the provincial team. Oh, no, I was. No, that was your first year on the provincial yeah. team? So well, no, I wasn't. it kind of started. It was the no, sum- it wasn't. It was beginning of grade, end of grade 11, beginning of grade 12. Because the season yeah. starts in May when you do. So yeah, it was a big year because it was the first big step. When you're on the provincial team, you've got a whole plan. You're getting sitting down with the coach. you got your own trainer. You're starting to kind of get a glimpse of what the hard work is leading to. So it was definitely big goals, big aspirations. I was really getting focused, and I had to make a lot of sacrifices. Didn't do a lot of high school parties. Missed a lot of school. Didn't have the biggest social life in the school circle, but outside of it in the sports and things, you, you get a whole new one. So it's definitely worth that sacrifice, in my opinion. You get to meet people who are more like you. My grade 12 was a shit show. Well, my my mentality in grade 12 going... So I didn't get onto a provincial team, like the same team as Pat, until I was like... Done grade twelve. One year after. Go yeah, one year after. Done grade twelve. Going into um, going into university, and I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. And I mean, I got my shit together now, but back then I was definitely, definitely like most kids. I wanted to have a lot of fun, so I was definitely partying way, way too much. I went and lived in a house with six other people in Guelph. Did online school at the University of um, Guelph, Guelph there University you go. of Guelph. And, <laughs> and I tried to ski on the provincial team, and honestly, I just partied too much and didn't train enough and didn't do enough school, and it was, it was a shit show. And there was like probably two years of that before I decided I was like, it's either going to be me going to school and doing school full-time and getting a desk job, which is not what I wanted to do at that point in time, or I'm diving head into skiing and actually taking my shit seriously and having to figure everything out. And I picked the second option, and it's been pretty hard since then. <laughs> it's not an easy road, no, but, you know. it's not. But if you put the effort in, yeah. it's definitely doable, and it's definitely worth it. I'll so. say that I definitely made the sacrifices with not doing the whole parting thing, which it kind of sucked, but at the same time, I could kind of see how much it paid off 
like my first year on the French team was very good. Like I, I did very well in my opinion. Anyway, I was I yeah, learned you know, a lot. You killed it. So that was like show in my mind. It was making sense why I was doing it. So it was a lot easier to make that sort of sacrifice. For me in grade twelve or going into grade twelve that year after grade twelve, my first year in university, I was putting my head through TVs, drinking two sixes. Yeah, no, I didn't. Passing do that. out in the lawn. It was not good. It was there was a lot of there was a lot of interesting things going on at that point in time in my life. Uh, next question goes from Dub Knows. How does Dude-ski. someone Dudeski? Pat's <laughs> gonna give you the answer. How do... Dudeski. Dudeski. How does someone find such a good headband as yours? Dudeski. So would you like to would you like to see this? Bad yeah, for watch? all the people watching, we have the probably the most badass headbands you'll ever see. There, Pat's Comfort gonna do inside adjustable back. Pat's doing a little product placement for you right now, but they're like I'm probably not in frame, but you know. No, you're you're in frame, but the mic's facing forward, so it's only recording <laughs> everything forward, not the stuff behind it, because we switched it that way. Anyways, give tell them what the dude ski is. Um, I don't really know. I know this bandana showed up in my hands yesterday, and it's been the best thing since sliced bread. I need a haircut, and it's keeping things organized at the time being. So our friend Wizard Orange, uh, Rylan Evans' dad, he randomly messaged me on Facebook and goes, "Do you want a dude ski?" And I'm like, "I have no clue what a dude ski is." Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you send it to my address, I will take a dude ski. So a package showed up the other day with their ski addiction skis. And it was from Kona Ice and Andrew Evans. And Andrew Evans sent us the probably the world's coolest headbands called Dude Ski. I love it. This had such a Dude Ski hat and um, stickers and some badass patches. So I think we're going to do a collab with the ASC, the action sports community, and the Dude Ski headbands so you guys can get your hands do on it, these. They're well worth it. <laughs> Dude, they're so sick. I honestly got mine. The other, we got three of them and I haven't taken one off mm-hmm. yet other to put the, other than to put this hat on. Um, Angus Crossan. All right. Big Angie. All right, Bruce, in the likely scenario of no comps this winter, what are your plans? Let's link for Urban. All right, so, Pat, do you look like you wanted to answer that question? No, I was just going to say yes, but I'm not (laughs) Yes, No, you can say yes. I'll come film, Angus. I would like to see the creativity spew from the boys. I would love to do some Urban. Um, I'm really hoping there are comps this winter because I would throw my winner for a loop. If there are no comps, I'll be here in the podcast studio recording for you guys. Filming a bunch of edits. The BNBC backcountry skiing. Doing with me. a lot of Patreon stuff. Doing a lot of fighting. And yes, skiing with Pat backcountry maybe. And That's I my guess- plan. That's my plan 100%. Because, I mean, unfortunately, it's a reality that you kind of got to think about. Even going further than just comps being canceled is if ski hills are limited to the amount of capacity. They and are how- going they- to. Be. Well, they are. We already they know that. Be. But how difficult it will actually be to get on the hill. It might so, be hard. I'm hoping to be in BC and just, you know, mm-hmm. start to transition to not being on resort as much. But yes, I will do urban. Uh, next question is from Holden Baldas skiing. If you could do a full season at a resort in another country, discluding America, where are you going? Pat's so eager to answer this question, so light it up. Kadrona. Let's go Lake Wanaka, New Zealand. Hands down, no questions asked in my opinion. Pat's a big Kadrona whore. I would love to go to the Swiss uh, Alps or Europe or something like that. Oh, I've always you, wanted to go ever, somewhere like that. You've never been to I've Kadrona. never been to Kadrona and I've never Let been to Europe. Let me pitch the Kadrona. Kadrona's got the biggest jump I've ever hit. They've got super pipe and a mini pipe linked up. They've got a mini park and then their park lines up with their big main park at the top, transitions down into like a medium line and then it trails under a rail line and then you get to go all the way down. So you get this unique dynamic of getting to ride like a Louie Outback and then into a junkyard and then you're at the bottom of the hill. And then if you don't feel like riding park, you just go to another lift and it's a 
full backcountry set zone. Is the mountain nice? Oh, it's insane. Like, and the oh, snow is good. You get there in the winter, like, it was, I'm not sure it was just a good winter we were there, but they had good snow coverage, and it was just a great time all around. Wanaka is an absolutely amazing place to be in. All right, Pat has convinced me. Next question comes from Nathan Benson. Nathan Benson, 12. Shout out to you, big guy, because you filmed, you edited, sorry, the last episode of the vlog. So, thanks, big guy, and hopefully more to come. Your question, Pat, read his question for us. What is a quick and easy workout for mornings before work or school to keep yourself in top condition? Do you got an answer for this? That was a nice radio voice, actually. Thank you. Should I start doing that? Yeah, you Um, should. Well, that depends how much time you got. I mean, Bruce's mom runs a 10K every couple days. Oh, my God. It's it's absolutely insane. Which is mind-blowing for me. Three days a week, my mom, who's... How old is Bonnie now? I'm She's not, I don't know. 50, like 52 or something. I don't know. Anyways. Better not be her, insulting <laughs> her and three other moms wake up at five in the morning. It's like they're waking up at five now. Yeah. And oh, they're yeah. running 530 in the, the morning. the kids are in school. They can't sleep yeah. in anymore. Uh-oh. Five. Oh, Big Dukes is coming into the podcast. This is a very come on, professional come podcast. On, come on, come on. We just vacuumed the can. Hey, big guy. You know how loud that yeah. is on the mic every time we uh, touch this? Your feet yeah, too in the can. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um... No, she wakes up at 5.30 in the morning and they go run a 10K no matter the weather. The only time they don't run the 10K is when it's above minus 20. So it's pretty criminal. You could do that if you wanted to. I personally don't work out in the morning just because I don't need to because I work out at night and stuff. But I uh, wake up in the morning. I do some yoga, do some breath work and stuff. That stuff's really good for the morning. I think I would do some mobility stuff. Yeah, it depends on your situation. Like if you've got 45 minutes, do a nice yoga breath routine. keep Keep it kind of warm. Um, when I was in Ottawa, I was in a decent situation. Sometimes I could get to the gym after work, but I'd like tr- what I tried to do is get. I had a gym membership. I'd go to the gym and do a full hour and a half workout before work. But I mean, I was just in a routine that allowed that to happen. Because I mean, I'm the type of person that wakes up, get it done with, and then we'll be good to go. But if you yeah. have time to go to the gym in the morning, by do all it. means, go to the gym. You'll in probably the you'll be a little sore, but you might have a better day. I find I was more mentally clear throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, but that's if, why I if do you, my cold showers in the morning yeah. and stuff. I feel like if a, you can't yeah. do that though, yeah, just a hundred percent yoga, breath work, get a run in if you got that time too. Yeah, do some easy stuff like push ups or jumping jacks, squats, all that stuff. Just chill. Uh, next last question comes from RP. We're really gonna leave the last question as this, okay? Pat's gonna have to come up with a, a bonus question for me. When you come into Michigan. By R.P. Anderson. Well, um, I've never been to Michigan. We could boat there. If we leave now, been. we could be there tomorrow. Can we boat to Michigan in a day? I'll ask some people if I could borrow some boat. Some boat. Some, some boat. boat. Not a boat. boat. Just some boat. Some of the boat will get there. We'll put, we'll put an outboard on the canoe and we're there. And Dude, I have, I have no clue when I'm coming to Michigan, but hopefully when we get over ASC stuff together, my season, I get an idea of my season. I'm putting on a couple of events at Mount St. Louis and a couple other places. Hopefully. I would Hopefully, yes. We'll see. Oh, COVID love, allowance. I would love to come to Michigan and do some events in Michigan too. When the border everybody. opens, maybe we can come. But R.P. Anderson cool. has got to give a good pitch on why we should come to Michigan. Yes, you need what, to tell what's, us what's, in, what's Michigan. in Michigan. What is in Michigan, R.P. Anderson? Okay, Pat, bonus question. What is the bonus question? Can you think of something on the fly? This is practice for a thought tub. Why do you suck so much with Transkis? Oh, <laughs> so we got the new Transkis in from Ski Addiction. That was a pretty good transition to something I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. Anyways, we are trying them out tonight, and they and sent last us. Night. And, and I'm last still night. better both nights. I can do rails. Pat thinks he's better than me at the transition. I like to push his so, buttons. It's great. 
he, he might have me on the tramps keys, but that's just because I haven't, I haven't had time and he snapped other pair, so I feel like I need to let him have the tramp ski thing. We got a more advanced pair of tramp skis because Pat snapped the last Ski one. Ski addiction did it right with these ones. Dude, the, you these... You can bounce higher. The other ones, I don't know what was going on, but you could get like well, half your height. Like, I, I got enough height to do a doubles. On well, I ones. think the, they're this year's ski addiction skis are like the new 2020s versions. are crisp. <laughs> I don't know if they're 2020s, but they have a dope top sheet and you can bounce higher on them. They're lighter too. Um, yeah. But like you did two dubs on them, you did dub back, dub flat, and I did. Uh, I, you, I almost you, you each just switched up. Nine. I got it. I did switch up. You got feet down, but you didn't bang it. Yeah. Anyways, I guess before we did the podcast, we got three minutes before we rake up a thirty-minute podcast. So we might as well talk what about we what we got going. We're limited to thirty minutes for. We're not limited to anything. Are you on, you? on a budget? Can I'm not, not on talk? a budget. What are you talking about? Yancy to get out of here. No, I'm, I'll chill in here all night. These guys love you our conversations. You kicking this because yeah, he... <laughs> so this why is why my feet are here. Like... Eventually, when we get better at the podcast, we'll get the actual boom hang over. So whenever I touch the table, it doesn't give that you that little sound like that because that's what that is, shock coming through the mic, which is not good. But the new bike is sick. Um, so recently, me and Pat have started a new endeavor on top of everything else we're doing. Started the ASC, the Action Sports Community. And uh, Pat will tell you a little pitch on it, but Pat's big thing, he's super hyped up because he realized through the ASC and what we're doing there, he can make merch, and that's it's been a huge boner in his eye for the last two days. So I'm not sure why you talk so vulgar. I'm just interested because I need a new hat because my, my hat blew <laughs> off, off when I was boating home from work. So Pat's all focused on making the coolest hat for himself. Anyways, I went into a, If I like it, you should like it too. I went into a clothing shop, or a clothing shop and embroidery place today, and we have all the designs and logos and stuff being worked on right now by a good friend. She's designing them specifically for the clothes and stuff, and we're going to set that up for the Facebook group. And we have a website coming soon for the action sports community, a I blog. we got way off topic. And a, and a newsletter is. and everything. We haven't clearly explained whatsoever what the ASC is. Bruce has taken a hard right down a different I just turf. got so many ideas in my head. It's, it's crazy. Yes. Basically, the ASC at the moment is a Facebook group. So if you're looking for a place to find good content regarding all forms of action sports, whether it's cliff jumping, skiing, skateboarding, motocross, BMX, you got another one that you think should be uh, in there, by all means, send it in. But the main goal of this is to basically turn this into a community where everybody can share ideas and content. It'll be a Instagram, Facebook. There'll be hopefully a website similar to a new schooler style thing. But we'll have more some advanced. Merch. The more we can do, we're uh, build it up, and then we might hopefully have the opportunity to help out some people to get into what they want to do, which is one of the end goals of this. And one of you the know, end- to give back and help everybody. We're not just in this on our own. So one of the end goals of this is ultimately to make like uh, the ASC into like a big, a, a decent enough company with different branches and stuff. But one of the things me and Pat have always had in our hearts that we've always wanted to do is we wanted to make not necessarily a woodwork compound, but a compound for training. And we think it would be a super sick way to do it. But uh, the ASC, the blogs, or the website slash blog is going to have, like, everything from uh, just – we're going to have every everything posted on there. Like, everything you guys need for action sports would be there. Like, questions, answers to all your questions, gear updates reviews. for live events, gear yeah. reviews, uh, athletes of the week, best edits. Uh, we're going to – one gonna... of the things I want to do is I want to get athletes from each sport to make uh, – to make like courses or like do like videos on how to help people in their action sport or feature their sport. athlete somebody yeah. feature athlete of the week we, we want to help promote other people so you know if you're standing yeah, out and it. you're putting out some good content you know we'll help get you some and recognition for that one of the goals for this too is to be able to support upcoming athletes that that's can't, what i was getting at that, yeah that yeah. can't afford to get into uh action sports or like sports like skiing because 
I mean, skateboarding, the barrier to entry is not huge, but if you want to become a freestyle skier and you don't come motocross from... Motocross racer. Motocross racer, snowboard anyway. or snowmobile rider, and you don't come from a lot of money, it's really hard to enter into these sports. And In one particular, of things, those motorized, because you don't have the money for a, a yeah, good machine, hard. you're not even no. in the contention. You and, can't get there. And the thing is, like, if we ever get this to a point, obviously we're very, very far away from it now, but, but if we ever get this to a point vision. where we are monetized enough and we have enough coming in that we can support people like this... We'll find the people that are putting in the hard work, like me or Pat, are right now, and we'll support you guys and help you guys out. So that's kind of where we're going with this, but that's uh, that's later down the line for sure. Right now, it's the Facebook group. If you guys want to join the Facebook group, uh, it's Action Sports Community on Facebook. Join we'll it. link it up for this one so you can easily yeah, find link it, it up easily. for sure. And um, we're gonna do. I think we're at 500 members now. Goal is 500 for the end of September. I think we're just tickling on the bottom low end, but you know, let's yeah. let's beat that. Let's go for a thousand. Yeah, we we had said a thousand members for um, September, but we'll we we'll get as close start. as we can. We're trying we did to get other things. We got too many things going. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, do you have anything else to add before we close off this podcast? We answered all the questions. What do you you have anything? You going to Motorsports World this weekend? You can go and ride the bike. It's been a while. I've been working like crazy, but you know. Yeah, we uh. So big. The big news for me is that I've finally done all my jobs with my property maintenance company, Student Odd Jobs. I have ended. I'm not taking on any more projects, and I'm work-free, so now I can focus fully on the Patreon, YouTube, the podcast, uh, building the action sports community, all that stuff for you guys. Fingers crossed, Cooper's visual, what is it, Squirrel Visual? Squirrel Visual, Squirrel Visual. Daddy with the drone, maybe we can get some nice... Some sick content and stuff for you guys, but yeah, so now my, my focus is I've worked my ass off all summer, haven't hung out with any friends, haven't done anything like that, saved up enough money so I can spend... This season, training and competing and skiing and doing all these, making all this content for you guys. So, yeah, that's kind of the plan from here on out for the rest of the year. Obviously, a couple of days of work here and there just to keep the income coming in. But, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to I'm excited to show you guys what we can do and what I can do this year because I got some big big ass plans. So, yeah. Anyways, check out the Patreon and the Facebook group if you guys haven't already. And that's the answer to all the questions. So, cheers, deuces. Oh, so before we leave, um. Let us know what you think about the the podcast, Pat co-hosting the podcast with us, because I kind of like it. So if you guys like it as well, we might have to dive into a couple more live Q&As or have Pat come on with a couple guests and give me some backup whenever I get flustered. So yeah, kind of, uh, kind of a new member to the podcast crew. All right, deuces. See you guys in the next episode. Au revoir. Do you want to sign off? Give a, do you have a little sign off notification for them? I don't know. This is my one shot. I, I, it's the this first one I have to do. No, 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 they're not <laughs> doing that. I don't got one. I'll come back for the next one next time. I got it. Paninas Pat out.